Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Pittsburgh Penguins get the victory on Monday night by a final score of 4-1 to one over their bitter rivals, the Philadelphia Flyers. It's their first victory over the Flyers this season, advancing the record to 1-0-2 against their eastern counterparts in the state of Pennsylvania. It was a physical one between these two teams. This one, it kind of harkened back to some of the old Penns Flyers matchups, the ones I grew up watching. Obviously, I grew up watching a lot of the early Crosby era, Crosby getting bloodied in the mouth, scoring the overtime winner, a lot of that. We saw some of that tonight. Chris Letang had a bloody forehead, taking a high stick from Nick Delorier. There was a lot of scraps post-whistle. There were a lot of late hits coming in on either side. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, at the end of the day, they had the game under control on the scoreboard. By the time all of this started midway through the second period, they were up by a fi- uh, score of 3-1 to one at that point. They put it away in the third period, as we'll get to when we get to our goal recap. But this one, a lot of bad blood to go around. It's been a while since you've seen these two teams get this heated in the game obviously there's always some bad blood always obviously there's always some distaste between these two franchises but tonight it just seemed to hit a completely different level I don't know if that's because the Flyers top prospect ended up getting traded away in the middle of the first period simply put because he quote didn't want to be a Philadelphia Flyer Danny Breer said that on the broadcast tonight Uh, also Keith Jones said that on the broadcast tonight so it is confirmed by Philadelphia Flyers officials that Cutter Gauthier just didn't want to be a Philadelphia Flyer. If you go back to the 2022 draft, what is one thing he said on draft day before being drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers? He grew up a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. His favorite player was Sidney Crosby. Well, he held true to that. Apparently, since he's been drafted, he continued to tell them that he did not want to be a Philadelphia Flyer. He was not going to sign with the Philadelphia Flyers, and now he doesn't have to. He's traded to the Anaheim Ducks a bad day to be a member of the Philadelphia Flyers fan base, but they do get a a pretty good defenseman back the other direction and a second round pick. So I guess it's not all bad for them, but still their top prospect didn't want to be there and they get shellacked by the Pittsburgh Penguins on home ice. It's a good day if you're from the Western side of Pennsylvania. And I will say it because it is a undeniable fact. Sheets, definitely greater than Wawa. But let's get into the goal recap here is it looked like it was going to be another one like last Thursday against the Boston Bruins. A lot of goal scoring early in this game. A lot of penalties 
early in this game. Seven minors taken between the two teams in the first period. Penguins get on the board first with the power play marker. Ricard Raquel had a wide open net thanks to a brilliant pass from Evgeny Malkin down low. They go cross crease. Raquel scores his fifth goal of the season. Jake Gensel gets his 26th assist as the secondary one there. He was up high on the right side. He sent that puck down to Malkin who was able to send it over to Raquel and finish it behind Carter Hart. A couple minutes later, about seven minutes later into the first period, Eric Carlson scores his first goal in 18 games. Nice to see Carlson lighting the lamp. He makes it two to nothing for the Pittsburgh Penguins with a point shot. And would you look at that? A lot of net front presence for the Pittsburgh Penguins leads to a goal because Carter Hart didn't even see it coming. Jansen Harkins picks up his third assist of the season. Jeff Carter gets the secondary one for his second assist of the season. The Pittsburgh Penguins up two to nothing and they controlled a lot of the first period up until they took a penalty of their own. It was the second penalty taken by Jansen Harkins in the first period. This one was cashed in on by Owen Tippett of the Philadelphia Flyers, his 13th goal of the season. He had the puck on the right half wall carried it right into the net. There was nobody in front of him. He was able to get to just above the face-off circle before he was able to power it past Alex Nedeljkovic in this one. His 13th, like I mentioned, Igor Zamula gets the assist on that one. His seventh assist of the season. Joel Farabee also picks up assist on that one. Like I mentioned, two to one after the first period. Seemed like it was going to be high scoring affair, high flying on both sides, and then things really took a different a different turn in the second period. Penguins get an insurance goal about midway through the period. Chad Ruweedle, this time it counts. This time there's no offsides to negate it. He scores his first goal of the season, shooting a puck past Carter Hart. Brian Rust and Ryan Graves pick up the assist on that one. Penguins go up 3-1, to one, and at that point, the physicality began. It was Scott Lawton running into Sidney Crosby at center ice. It's hard to tell whether or not it was intentional. He took a sharp turn left as soon as he got to Crosby. But as the Flyers broadcasters would say, the puck went that direction, making them think that Lawton had no idea that Sidney Crosby was there. But I think we all know, considering the two players that were involved in that incident, that Scott Lawton knew exactly what he was doing in that scenario. And that kicked off the physical play. That kicked off a lot of post-whistle scrums. And the Pens Flyers that we've been used to, at least those of us that grew up, Probably every year between 1967, honestly, when the two teams came into the NHL and, and 2000, what, 13, 14, 15. Once he got to 2016, the Flyers started to take a dip. The Penguins won a couple of cups in a row, and the, the rivalry hasn't been the same since. But today, it was a nice harken back to, to what we saw in those early Crosby years and certainly what we saw in the 90s and the early 2000s. But... 3-1 to one was the score there. A lot of post-whistle affairs, but the Pittsburgh Penguins standing tall and holding that two-goal lead into the third period of play. And at that point, who took over but Drew O'Connor? I mean, O'Connor stepping up, going onto the second line. He's played well ever since that Festivus game against the Ottawa Senators. He continued that in the third period, being the guy to step up and put the put the needle in the coffin, the nail in the coffin, excuse me, on the Philadelphia Flyers. He had a couple opportunities Earlier, early, early on in the period, getting a couple of breakaways, and he wasn't able to score, but he did get a beautiful assist, dishing it over to Evgeny Malkin. Malkin scores his 15th goal of the season. O'Connor picks up his ninth assist, and that's where we stood. 
at triple zeros, four to one, the final score in favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's move over to the three stars of the game. And this one, third star, I'm going to give it to Carter Hart. He was impressive tonight. It could have been probably five to one, six to one, seven to one, if not for Carter Hart's heroics and his ability to keep this one relatively close for the Philadelphia Flyers. He was stellar from start to finish. And when you look at the goals that he gave up, two of them, he was completely screened on, didn't see the puck. And in fact, one of them, he didn't see the puck and his own defenseman deflected in between his legs. So I don't put that on him at all. And the first goal of the game was a backdoor pass that, you know, maybe he should have poke checked it. But at the end of the day, kind of hard to do whenever it's a two on one, basically down low of getting Malkin, Ricard, Raquel. They put it in the back of the net. And other than that, though, Carter Hart was on his game and was really the reason that this one wasn't a laugher. Uh, at the end of the game, it could have been, like I said, 7-1. to one. So a good performance from Carter Hart. Second star of the game, I mentioned it a little bit there in the goal recap. Drew O'Connor had himself a third period, elevated the second line in this game for Riley Smith, who's been struggling as of late. Smith has two goals in his last 28 games, so it makes sense that he gets bumped down to the third line. Drew O'Connor has been really good over the last couple of weeks. He moves up to the second line, and he ends up being a big difference maker in this one. Because 3-1, to one, yeah, Philadelphia trying to get that physicality going. They were trying to get the crowd into it. They were trying to get back into the game, but it was the first two minutes of the third period. Drew O'Connor went in on a breakaway. He was saved by Hart. He made a second opportunity shot. Hart made the save on that one. He even got a third opportunity a couple seconds later as Malkin centered the puck to him. Carter Hart stoned him again. He said, you know what? Fine. I, I guess if Carter Hart's not going to let me score a goal, why don't I just hand it off to Gino and let Gino put the put the nail in the coffin? That's exactly what he did, drawing two different Flyers defensemen to him, dishing the puck over to Evgeny Malkin coming down the right wing side, and Malkin scores on the blocker side of Carter Hart on that goal. The de facto game winner, even though the game winner came early in the first period when Eric Carlson scored his goal. That one really put things away and really kind of set off the physical play once again because the Flyers at that point down three goals knew they weren't going to come back in this game. So they started playing a little bit more physical. Nick Delorier took exception or took liberties in the neutral zone, hitting Jake Gensel very, very late. And he goes down. He was in a lot of pain, but he was able to come back in the game. And then you saw the scraps continuing just throughout the third period until finally, I think with about seven minutes left, the Flyers just ran out of gas and it was just a quiet final seven minutes of the Penguins walk away with a very important two points. And, and those two points also a big reason for them was, was Alex Nedeljkovic. My first star of the game goes to the Penguins netminder. The question coming into tonight was how would he respond after a rough night against the Boston Bruins last Thursday night? I thought he looked uh, really soft in that game. I thought there were a lot of opportunities and a lot of goals scored by Boston that probably shouldn't have gone in, and most of this season probably wouldn't have gone in on Alex Nedeljkovic, who's having a good year. He was able to bounce back in this one. He was extremely impressive, making 36 saves on 37 shots, and while, yes, he gave up very little rebound opportunities, there were some great-A chances for the Philadelphia Flyers. He was solid as can be, and he continues to perform well for the Pittsburgh Penguins. This was his seventh start in the Penguins' last 10 games, so he's certainly getting a pretty heavy workload here especially early on in January. We'll have to see how that split goes moving forward, but the Penguins have two days without a game before they come back on Thursday night against the Vancouver Canucks. Man, the Canucks are red hot right now. They're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They come to town fresh off of a win tonight. Same night the Penguins beat the Flyers. They come off of a win over the New York Rangers on the road. They completely wiped the floor with them 6-3 to three at MSG. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup as the Canucks and all their talent come into Pittsburgh and see if Jim Rutherford's team can take down Kyle Dubas's team in PPG Paints Arena. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. 
Big win for the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one. As it stands right now, following this recording, entering January 9th before any games have started, Pittsburgh Penguins tied with three other teams for the final spot in the Eastern Conference wildcard. So they're technically back in a playoff spot for the first time in just just about a month and a half. A lot of the season left to go, a lot of ground left to cover considering they're in a three-way tie, but they're back. They're in a spot where right now, two points out of third place in the Metropolitan Division, they can continue to climb that ladder if they continue to win these big games, in particularly the ones against the Flyers, the Hurricanes, the Rangers, the Islanders. They've done a better job of that as late, uh, of that as uh, they've done a better job lately, uh, but that's going to do it for this one. It's late. I've been doing a lot of work today. I will see you guys tomorrow for a full episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast as we continue to break down this matchup with the Flyers. How does William Nylander's contract affect the Pittsburgh Penguins? We're going to talk about all that tomorrow on Tip of the Iceberg. But for tonight, we say goodnight and have a good one. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Later. <laughs>